0: This week on Honey, You Should Watch This, we watched a movie about freedom. It had bravery, heartbreak, stuff blowing up, and puppet sex. That's right. We're talking about Team America, world police. Oh damn Fuck it. yeah. Fuck yeah.
1: I thought you were talking about Congress. <laughs>
2: you just got that for a dollar five hell yeah freedom freedom cost. costs a dollar
1: five a buck a, a buck five. Five. welcome back everybody it is uh it's us the two people that you hate to listen to um <laughs> this week <laughs> greg and susan and this week we have a special guest we, we do we have uh my cousin and one of the best friends i've ever had in my life james thompson is on the show
0: Give it up, james. yeah
2: thank you guys thank yeah. you very much you're welcome you look thrilled 's <laughs> uh, a little nervous, a little nervous
1: don't don't be nervous this is just this is just a good time. That's all it is.
2: Good to be here, locked inside for one more day
1: right uh well hey if we keep if we keep things going the way they're going, we'll be able to not be locked in in two months. <laughs>
2: We did get to go to Publix today and bust a couple people going the wrong way down the aisles. Right. it so was pretty fun. We were like, you turn around. You're going the wrong way. <laughs> we're the Publix police. <laughs> you're in quarantine. That's very un-American. You have to pay for my groceries now.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, as Susan said, uh, we watched um, that gym, Team America World Police. Um, I I will say right now, I will say that I did not super her this week
0: you didn't super her I no. didn't
1: I didn't super her uh I was very happy with the way that this movie had turned out I, f- I watched it twice in one week <laughs> in fact cuz I was watching it the reason I got the idea was I was in here doing some work and threw something on and I'm like god I forgot how funny this movie was and I was I was glad to see that she did laugh more than once James she laughed more than once <laughs> James James watched it with us last night I knew that he would uh he he came over to visit for the weekend cuz you know what the fuck else are we going to do right now exactly so he watched it with us and now we conned him into being on the show so
2: it was definitely a con
0: <laughs> <laughs> you haven't finished recording yet i don't think you're you're right at that point to to make that judgment call
1: yeah this might get worse you I'm might. Not,
2: I thought there was cash involved for me being on here. Oh, there is. Such a big star that I am. There is. Well, I we've, mean, you got. We fed you. It's, oh, well, yeah. yeah. You did feed me. <laughs> you got definitely. A, you
1: got appearance fees and travel fees and residual. Yeah. Uh, Plus, the IRS got to buck, get their a cut. A buck
2: five will definitely cover that. A buck oh five. A buck oh <laughs> five. All
0: right.
1: Brought in the big guns. All right. So, you have a question for me?
0: I do. Why did you choose this film? Be, for moi. I'll tell you why.
1: Um, Lots of times, and we we talk about it on the other podcast. That when the Oscars come out each year, mm-hmm. we're always like, "Really? You know, like uh, Avengers: Endgame, as big as it was, gets no no notice or nothing. I mean, get for, for for no recognition. This was one of those movies. This movie should have been Best Picture nominated because this movie deserves it. T- thousand four. Uh, this was state uh, state of the art, ahead of its time. I mean we had burgeoning
0: we, with practical effects. We
1: had puppets fucking blowing <laughs> yeah. shit up.
0: well below a dollar 5 now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how much it made the box office. Wasn't it? Yeah. A little bit more than that maybe. Yeah.
1: We'll get to that, but it wasn't much more. Yeah. This movie's just funny and I like South Park's humor and I know like I said last week we we saw Book of Mormon together, and we really enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. then I found out as we're talking about that you had seen South Park, the movie, and you really enjoyed it. Right. This is just straight up, 100%, South Park, Trey, Trey, uh, Matt Parker and Trey Stone, right? Trey Parker and Matt Stone? Yes, mm-hmm.
0: Trey Parker and Matt Stone.
1: This is, right, this is right down their alley. This is exactly what they are. And I thought it was hysterical. And then that you go and you do it with puppets. That was just, I mean, it would have been funny with people, but the puppets, to me, just put it right over the top. It was just so,
2: ridiculous. I'm trying to walk and everything. I was just laughing so. Hard. That, that, that's exactly right. That's a, walking all sideways yeah, and
1: everything. And they looked like they had about yeah six long, long island iced teas. No, the, that, bar, the
2: bar scene when he's walking sideways, I can I, I can actually see myself doing that. <laughs> when I was in Korea a couple of times, I was doing the old side leg. So yeah, I can see that going on.
1: <laughs> so so that's why I had you watch it. Okay,
0: all right. I got it okay all right did you have a question for me no you know how this goes we have done 21 of these your uh, question for me is did you like it yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> I
1: th- oh no that's right the other one we watch at the we ask a different one at the end the yeah we question. do okay we do okay so um james did you like it okay <laughs> i'll ask both of you susan did you like it james did you like it james you'd seen it before
2: I had seen it before. Um, I, I'm a big South Park, uh, South Park fan. I like the movie. I like ba- uh, basketball. Mm-hmm. Team America, I can do with it, but it wasn't my favorite. Okay. So, but I did enjoy it.
0: Okay. I, I have to say, after watching this, um, I am in awe of the amount of work and artistry that went into this film. Completely. Like, the just the detail on the sets the 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 writing everything it definitely combines it's got satire it's parody it's farce it's i mean it's much on the on the surface you're seeing this crude comedy I noticed, right i noticed you left porn out of that yeah <laughs> i didn't say porn um <laughs> not a fan of porn um but it's you know on the on the outset people are seeing this crude offensive comedy but there's so much more to it um it does 2356 times more of what you said the expendables was supposed to be doing as far as making fun of these kind of action films all right we're fucking done all right <laughs> You get you get, you get you get the, the reference to 2, Yeah, I got, I got the reference. I, n- I know what the
1: reference is, but you just shit all over the Expendables. <laughs> I
0: didn't shit. <laughs> no, you did. I shit all over the Expendables. And one, I thought two was good, but this is just it. Just d- did such a better job of I'm go making fun of that. Don't no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> just let me know when you want me to stop the fucking recording. No,
0: I. Did, it it was. You know, you should be happy. You you picked a winner here.
1: You uh, no, you made fun of des- Expendables. I. That would be like me making fun of Johnny fun Mitchell. I didn't make fun of
0: Expendables. I just said, this does a better job of what you said the Expendables were so, doing. See?
1: No, because nothing does better than the Expendables.
2: Well, H-Penches. the thing about it is, is, is it's remarkable how a movie like that could have so many underlying tones to it. Mm-hmm. These days, you could never release a movie like that.
1: Oh, no. It's like you, a Blazing you can, Saddles. You can yeah. do it. Yeah, they, they, um, they made fun of everything. They they really did. Oh, it was
0: the one thing that they did leave out is they they left the White House out of this. So you didn't have any politicians. You didn't have George Bush. You didn't have any of those things that were in the zeitgeist at the time. It was world police, Kim Jong Il terrorist, yeah, and actors. That's what you had. So they didn't, and and Trey Parker and Matt Stone said basically they they didn't want to do what everybody else was doing at the time. Making fun of the government. He's like, you could mm-hmm. walk 10, they said, basically said you could walk 10 feet and, and run into a joke about Bush. Right. So they just wanted to leave that out and do something a little bit different.
1: Well, they kind of made a joke about Bush in that puppet sex scene.
0: What? <laughs> oh. <laughs> she got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was no bush there in that no scene. Bu- <laughs> yeah, there, there wasn't
2: much anything in that scene. It was. There wasn't,
0: there wasn't even a landing strip it in was that Barbie scene. Barbie and Ken. <laughs> Barbie and Ken. That was all it was. Well, that's what they pretty much said as they were trying to make fun of like what people do with Barbie and Ken dolls.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do I don't wanna... remember doing all that. it was just me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, you and I gotta talk when this is over, brother. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember you having any Barbie and cans.
2: It's my secret. It'll die with me.
1: Hell yeah. Did you hide him in the secret cargo bay of the Millennium Falcon?
2: Yeah. Peter Patter.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so why don't you hel- help us out with the synopsis there?
0: I will. Just let me get to it. Okay. I'll, uh will Go right up here. Okay. So Team America World Police is a 2004 film. Oh, 2004 film. 2004? Oh, God. All right. I've only just taken a sip of my wine and I'm already... <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's why. You've just started.
0: <sighs> I know. I'm excited. Okay. Team America, an international police force dedicated to maintaining global stability, learns that a power-hungry dictator is brokering weapons of mass destruction to terrorists. The heroes embark on a harrowing mission to save the world. To infiltrate the terrorist network, Team America recruits Gary Johnston, a rising star on Broadway, to go undercover. Although initially reluctant to sacrifice his promising career, Gary realizes that his acting gift is needed for a higher cause. With the help of Team America, leader Spotswood, and fellow members Chris, Sarah, Lisa, and Joe, Gary slips into an arms dealer's hideout where he discovers that the terrorist plot has already begun to unfold. From the pyramids of Cairo to the Panama Canal, and finally to the palace of mad-powered dictator Kim Jong-il, Team America crisscrosses the globe on a desperate mission to preserve the very fabric of civilization. That's, that's from Rotten Tomatoes.
1: That's basically all you need, too, because yep. there's, there's not a lot of plot twists or a lot of things that you need to talk about here. There's just a bunch of puppet stuff yeah. going on.
0: All right. The movie is written by Trey Parker, Matt Stone, Pam Brady. Uh, Trey Parker does several voices He is Gary Johnston, Joe Smith, Carson Kim Jong-il, Hans Blix Matt Damon Matt Damon (laughs) Damon. Tim Robbins, Sean Penn, Michael Moore Helen Hunt, Susan Sarandon, Drunk in Bar Liv Tyler and Jeannie Garofalo Matt Stone is Chris Roth, George Clooney Danny Glover, Ethan Hawke, Peter Jennings and Martin Sheen Kristen Miller is Lisa Jones Masasa Moyo is Sarah Wong Darren Norris is Spotswood Philip Hendry is intelligence and the Chechen terrorist. And then we have Maurice LaMarche as Alec Baldwin. Several other people in the cast, but those are the primary ones.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. So. um,
2: (laughs) 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 I got to know what the score is. What, the what, score? Yeah, what is what a tomato meter or what did uh, Rotten Tomatoes give it?
0: I did not look oh. at what the tom- Yeah, you, you look talk. at Rotten Tomatoes. I was very very surprised because you know, thinking about all the work that went into this film and the fact that it was written in such a way that that weaved all these elements in. Um I went to see what Roger Ebert gave it and he gave it one star. <laughs> I <laughs> And listen. the only thing was because he just felt he he didn't like the the very dark negative um almost unpatriotic you know take they took on this and that's that's the only reason i can see why guardian and the rolling stone gave about four stars so i'm really
2: surprised that roger eber was in the movie (laughs) uh yeah that's true i just like um what's his name oh god i can't think of what his name was who who the big activist guy, the guy who makes the films? About Roger Moore, Mike, Roger Moore, Moore yeah. yeah. No, no, Michael Moore. Michael, Michael Moore. He was in the movie. That's well, I know he was in the movie. That's oh, what I'm saying. I'm surprised that Ebert wasn't in the movie because uh, <laughs> he's still on that same front about you know putting people down and everything like that. So
1: yeah, yeah. So it got it got a 77 uh, critic score and it's got an 80 audience score, which is. I mean, that's about where it should be at, to, right? To me, it was. I think. I think this movie did what it set out to do. It was ridiculous and it was funny. It poked fun at America as well as it poked fun at South North Korea as well as it poked fun at the jihads as well as it poked fun at civil activists. It just yeah, they uber, they, they, uber patriotism. Yeah, they, they literally yeah. made fun of everybody at the same time. And to me, that's what makes it so so funny. Yeah. That's what makes like South Park to me so funny is they are literally an equal opportunity offender. Mm-hmm. Um it, it just it just cracks me up.
0: Right. Uh
1: the uh Roger Ebert, I, I respect his take on movies, but I feel like anytime it gets a tad bit blue
0: mm-hmm.
1: or weird. Right. Like offbeat, he just puts it down well, automatically. We
0: had talked about him just completely ripping apart Brain Candy right. when we did a Brain Candy episode and right. I I just to me I was really shocked because Brain Candy we liked because it was we like kids in the hall and we think it's funny and uh-huh. and there's a lot of things in it that kind of you know kind of appeal to our sense of humor as a film overall just the work that they put into Team America you would think that he would at least you know, have something to say about how detailed, because they paid such attention to detail in in this. I mean, the the scene where they're in Times Square. I mean, that's almost to the by the book what Times Square looks like. So it, you know, you've got that in the puppets, and the puppets almost have this very uncanny valley emotion to them, even though they're marionettes. You know, and it's it's was. It to me, it, they did such hard work on that that somebody who is a film critic wouldn't even least speak yeah. to that.
1: Yeah, because it it, it it really is about making a movie. It's not about whether you agree with what the movie's saying or whatnot. Uh, to, to me, so I, I I you know it's a disc- it's an age old discussion that we've had about critics. I, you know, sometimes they do need to just sit back and say this is just about having fun. This is this is not art. This mm-hmm. is just. A movie it's just we're just here to have fun and i, I think it's kind of crappy that they don't cut i mean you got to cut a movie like this some slack right you i mean when you sit down and see puppets firing your grenades and and valmorperizing i, I get that word wrong every time <laughs> i'm not
2: gonna go oh look at that plot hole you know what i mean <laughs> i mean they had the audience a lot of people watch south park they had the audience, and yeah. a lot of people yeah. saw it, and a lot of people liked it. That's all that matters. That's well, true.
0: You know, I think. To, I mean, there's there's a lot behind how they came into doing the idea of this, and I, I'll I'll work my way into this. I think you know when you when South Park's first started, um, everything was intentionally very crude about it. The animation was, cr- and I don't mean like dirty. I just mean because it was dirty, but um, like the the animation was very crude looking. Um, and it's very easy, I think, when you look at that, to think, okay, well, they're just making fart jokes, and they're just making jokes about gays, and they're just making joke ab- jokes about whatever. Um, it's interesting, though, when they when they kick it up a, le- a-, a level, and you can also say that about Book of Mormon too. I mean, they uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone do very well, kind of going in and out of genres um, and in different styles and things like that. So, I mean. They are extremely talented, and oh, you they, cannot. Uh, yes, they are. Yeah, they, um, but it's the interesting take that they think of this. So what happened is they um, they ended up watching Thunderbirds, That's which correct. is what the, the the marionette style was. It was like a nineteen sixties show, yeah. British show, um, with marionettes, and they had <laughs> they inquired about the rights to the series to see if they could do something with it. Um, they were never big fans of it, but they just watched it one night and they were kind of like, it's really funny how they, they didn't like it because it was all the, all the marionettes did was just like do exposition, right? There was not a whole lot of action to it. So they wanted to see what they could do with it. So they, um, they inquired to the rights about the series. Um, and they found out that Thunderbirds was going to be directed by Jonathan Frakes and they're like, what Jonathan Frakes is going to be directing puppets. And then they realized it was live action. So um, they were trying to think about it. So when they read that day after tomorrow synopsis had been, you know, that had been sold, Mm -hmm. um, they wanted to do um, a a straight ripoff, but with puppets of it. And they wanted to call it um, the day after the day after tomorrow. (laughs)
1: They, they they were they they were straight up going to just make fun of a right. of a movie, yes.
0: And they wanted to release it the day after the day after tomorrow. Yes, you talking about the
2: end of the world movie? Yeah. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, I've I've never seen that one.
0: It's actually
2: pretty good. I liked it.
1: I've heard I've heard a lot of people say they do. I've heard some people say you know uh, I, a lot of people think uh Roland Emmerich and uh that mm-hmm. guy peaked at Independence Day. Yeah. But I if it was on TV I'd give it a whirl.
0: Yeah. So um, uh, obviously they they had some legal issues trying to get that. So they just basically kind of ripped it off as these you know world ending event um, types of movies, um, and that's what they ripped it off from. those kind of action movies. Which so. is fair enough. That's yeah. that's
1: pretty much what you figured or when you when you watch it. They uh, you mentioned a, a lot of the attention to detail uh, mm-hmm. er, earlier in the Panama scene. All the trees are cannabis plants. <laughs> <laughs> if you, so if you go back if you ever go back and rewatch it it's a, every tree in the background in the forefront is a is a marijuana plant i think i said that way we were watching i said look at all the marijuana yeah. plants
0: <laughs> <clears throat> um they basically the tiny uzi that they had um it cost a thousand dollars to construct
1: the tiny uzi
0: in the in the film the oh uzi, that they were using the gun to shoot? yeah um, they did Kim Young ils glasses um, They were made with hand-ground prescription lenses. Um, they had about, I guess they had like three dozen marionette operators to do everything. They did. Yeah.
1: And they had, uh, I think I read somewhere where they had like 40 marionette bodies and then different heads. Mm-hmm. The, the heads like so they would put the head on different bodies depending on what they needed it to do at right, the time right different expressions
0: yeah. and stuff like that they said like simple performance was, you know um a simple shot such as a character drinking um might take a half day to cre- create yes you know so it's crazy
1: well they worked they said that when they were done with this movie after they did the last scene that they were so mad at each other From working with each other, that the hours that they were having to put in.
0: They weren't sleeping. They
1: weren't yeah, they were yeah, they weren't arguing about the movie, but the movie ended up being significantly harder to make than they thought. So by the end of the movie, they disappeared and didn't talk to each other for like two months. (laughs) They just need they just needed a break because they both knew what they wanted and they were both going the same direction. They were just having a hell of a time getting there. Mm -hmm. Um so I I, can, I mean, I can only imagine how hard it would be to get to have a fight scene between Samuel Jackson and somebody.
0: Well, I think what they had a problem with is um, obviously the, the marionettes weren't moving the way they needed them to and they were trying to figure it out. And I guess the, the script had a ton more jokes in it and they realized that they could not do the style that they wanted to and they had to have the marionettes basically um, doing melodrama. Right, not being funny or not doing the, t- you know, being like the kids on South Park or Cartman or something like that. They really had to be more melodrama. Um, and that made it funny. Um, they basically said when you see puppets doing melodrama, spitting up blood and talking about how they were raped as children, that's funny. Um, <laughs> from the cats. Yeah. <laughs> the, cast the cast of the cats. cats. Cast. Yeah. well, there's certain things like that, that joke you know, didn't really bounce well with me. The one where, you know, he's got to give the blow job the spots. one. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't need it in there. I mean, that's definitely that's actually one of the top I'll
2: eight scenes in the movie from the side I was on. <laughs> I was like, okay, how do, how
1: do you regain the trust of your team at work? Well, you got to blow somebody. Exactly. That's what it said. <laughs> here, here, here it is right here. Uh, Matt Stone vowed never to make another film with partner Trey Parker. Such was the stresses and strains of working with him. The two worked together 17 hours a day, seven days a week, up until three weeks, uh, up until three days before the film actually opened. Wow. Wow. So they said they'd never make another movie together, which kind of sucks because they have some good work out there.
0: And they had. Have, they haven't made another movie, had they? No, they haven't. Yeah. They said that the customers were responsible for making over a thousand costumes. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um. Well, this is the this is the detail that went into this movie. If you had to guess what this movie cost to make, what would you say? Buck
0: five. Buck <laughs> oh five. <Buckle> five. <laughs> I I looked it up. I think it was what fifty million. No. Oh.
1: Thirty two million to make this movie with puppets. Thirty two million dollars. So there was a <laughs> lot of work that went into this. I mean, we could make a movie right now with puppets for like twenty bucks. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, it's not going to be this good, but so so that I can I don't see.
2: Know.
1: <laughs> 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 I, there was a lot of attention to detail. There was a lot of things they made uh, that they did that you know they went above and beyond. So I can see how it would be that stressful. I can't believe they spent a thousand dollars on the mini Uzi. I mean, it because it fired blanks. Was that the point?
0: I don't know. I don't know. What, uh, it just said that's that's what it costs to make that thing. That's crazy. It That's wasn't like a submarine sandwich gun. I tell you that much.
1: No, it wasn't. That was from a uh, uh, Galaxy Quest. Yeah. <laughs> and Fifth Element. <laughs> yeah, let we, uh, we'll pull that. We'll pull that scene up with with Gary, with the with the vomiting scene. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, what did you think this movie did well?
2: Oh God, you had to come back to me. All right. <laughs>
0: I'm, like I said, it was just, visually, it was a stunning film. Like, the, the complete detail that they put into the set pieces and things like that, they did that well. Um, the farcical elements were hysterical. The, you know, the scene where they're trying to, like, do this massive surgery on the guy to make him look Middle Eastern and in the end it just looks he's like he's got slabbed on blackface and just hair stuck everywhere on his face and he what still does, has blue eyes what and- the
1: spots would say, he's like God damn, that's perfect. <laughs> 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 looks like he's got a like a cleansing mask on from you know that a woman.
0: And a towel on his head. it's just.
1: <laughs> I think I think to me what it did I, I think it might have overblown the aspect of like the American military going into a town and blowing shit up. Yeah. But it did it did well how it took both sides and made fun of both sides. Like we we, we yeah. you know, a lot of people think it's our uh, we're, it's we're supposed to be the people that go overseas and just kick the shit out of anybody that we think doing is doing wrong. You know, sometimes if it's in our best interest, maybe if it's in other people's best interest, maybe. But they showed these guys like they, the one scene where the helicopter comes into Cairo and it literally just lands on somebody's little <laughs> car <laughs> thing they were selling their stuff, and the, the puppet just looks is looking at him like, "What? What the fuck just happened well, right here?" You
0: know, that's the thing. It kind of takes it a whole like we're Americans, we we protect the world, and we're you know that. Uber patriot, patriotism, and then everything they do in the name of freedom is like they destroy they, they, their cultural.
1: They blew up the, um, the Eiffel Tower, yeah. they blew up the Louvre, they blew up the uh, Champs Elysees. Yeah. Uh, like, holy crap. <laughs> Maybe they should just let that bomb blow up. It would have been two out of three. Yeah,
0: they just they completely destroy the pyramids and the uh, Sphinx and all this stuff, but it was like, we did great. We did wonderful. Mm. And they've just kind of destroyed all the cultural artifacts of that particular country. Yeah. Um, it's. It, it's hysterical because it's just it's making fun of that yeah fuck yeah you know <laughs> the, the,
1: one, the one thing that I was like oh come on nobody caught this there's the scene where um they come in where they first bring Gary in, in when he's in the limo and they bring him into Mount Rushmore and he mm-hmm. lands and he gets out and he's walking and you see the Team America helicopter and the Team America jet and the Team America rocket and they have the Team America boat <laughs> did you catch that? I didn't see the boat in Mount Rushmore they had the boat <laughs> Sitting on a little pool of water. How the <laughs> hell did that thing get over to the Middle East from North Dakota? I was, I'm like, okay, that's pretty damn good. South Just Dakota, uh, uh, so whichever. <laughs> Give a fuck. One of those
2: Dakotas. Yeah, <laughs> no, Dakota Spang. Yeah, In Dakota South Johnson. Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: so that was that. That would be the only like glitch or whatever that I saw that was that I thought that was funny. But I, I didn't catch that till the second time I watched it. That's week.
0: funny. I didn't. I didn't see that.
1: <laughs> um let's talk about lease oh
2: my god i was gonna ask that question i was like i I don't get it you guys were laughing so hard i'm like it used to be rent it's rent yeah
0: it's a a takeoff of rent so what they're singing is everybody has aids it's basically one of the 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 big song in that is we're not gonna pay rent 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 (laughs) and so it's everybody's got aids (laughs) AIDS, 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 AIDS.
1: And ran a couple of the characters had headaches AIDS. A lot of the characters had AIDS. yeah. So that was that was the joke. So they were talking about how they're not going to have not going to pay rent, but it wasn't like everybody has AIDS. It was like AIDS, 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 AIDS. Been hearing that all day today. it also it's
0: it's kind of a a parody of that song Rent, and then another song from the the Rent. Musical, so the, I could I could pick up what they right. were what they were putting down. I could um, do only
1: because I knew enough of the. Right. I, I've never seen it, but I knew enough that I got the joke.
0: And the staging was somewhat similar, not completely to how Rent was doing. And you saw the the people like the types of costumes that a lot of the the characters in Rent wore, and and things like that. So, but it, it was it was that was hysterical. It was.
1: <laughs> they. The song, the the my favorite part of that whole scene was they sing the song and of course you know it's AIDS and everybody's clapping and they're all wiping their eyes because they're crying right you get a song that had one word in it. <laughs> <laughs> he walks off the stage and the director and the, the assistant director are like, "That's the best acting I've ever seen."
0: <laughs> the streets and the bays, the whites and the spades. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: Oh my God!
0: Um, their their music they they have great um, the music they 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 do appreciate musicals. You can tell um, when we went to go see Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the songs in Book of Mormon were like straight rips of the types of songs you see in musicals, like the the big revelation song and my aspirational song and all that kind of thing. And I mean that the basically the whole soundtrack was amazing yeah, to Book of Mormon.
1: If you've never seen Book of Mormon, don't let the fact that it's a play throw you off because it is like going to see a comedy show. It is absolutely fucking hysterical. It is just... You don't stop laughing. You really don't stop laughing the whole time. Let's just put it this way. The name of the bad guy is General Buttfuck. That's the bad guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's so. That's it's not like uh, it's not like it's this this highbrow comedy. It is absolutely. Hysterical. I got worms
0: in my scrotum. Yeah. Oh,
1: so fucking funny. So good. But uh, again, one of the reasons that I picked this movie is because the way we laughed at that, and right. this is this is right, right along those lines.
0: The music, the the songs that they did write for this was. They're pretty funny. They're really good. I, I hated um, Pearl Harbor, but I miss you. <laughs>
1: <sighs> what does he say? Sucks, uh, sucks just a little bit Pearl, worse. Or, or, Pearl no, Harbor I miss, sucked. I miss you like Ben Affleck needs <laughs> acting school. <laughs> <laughs> cuba
2: gooding Jr. did a better job.
1: He, he needed was, a bigger part. They yeah. needed yeah, a bigger part. <laughs> oh my God, um, Pearl Harbor sucked, but just a little bit less than I miss you. I just <laughs> so so freaking good. Uh, the freedom, the freedom is a Bucko Five song. Yeah, uh, that scene, that whole montage, for lack of a better word, and the montage was damn. The montage song yeah. was damn good. When he's doing the stuff in Washington D.C., okay, and the whole movie is like real life sets with these marionettes and everything's to scale, but you could tell that for this scene they took this puppet to Washington D.C. <laughs> There was the part where he was in Arlington Cemetery, leaned up against a tombstone, and the
0: tombstone was like, was like, eight, like inches eight inches taller nine. than yeah. he was. <laughs> and, they got, they got, and they've got and they got him in front of the, the inscription that says, all freedom isn't free. Head, yes.
2: The one part where you stand in front of the wall, and all you can see is the top of the wall.
1: I caught that the second time I watched it when he's driving the motorcycle down the road. And he pulls off into the little thing where it has a, the guardrail to keep you from driving off the edge, and the guardrail's like two feet mm-hmm. higher than he is on his <laughs> motor. Just, but that that whole f- what would you do? And of course, because of the whole nine eleven thing, with uh, who was the who was the Toby Keith had the you Toby, know, put yeah. a boot in their ass song. <laughs> they, they write a song that makes fun of that, and not all, you're, you're sitting there the whole time going, you know what? I get what he's saying, but holy shit, that's funny. <laughs>
2: Or Lee Greenwood, Proud to be an American. Yeah. I don't know how many times I heard that song. It was a great oh. song,
1: but... Yeah, it was a great song in the mid-80s. Mid yeah. But, I mean, holy crap. Yeah, the 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 music that they did here, and we'll just go ahead and hit them all. Well, we got two more. The montage song. The montage song, uh, yeah. The you montage. Always, you always fade out in a montage because it makes it seem like more happened. Even Rocky more. had
2: a montage. Yeah. <laughs> 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 makes it seem like more time's gone by. <laughs>
1: Uh, and then and then the big one the big one America fuck yeah Yeah. they say fucks 37 times in that song (laughs) 37 it's like it's a Limp Biscuit song or something (laughs) 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 Um, you guys didn't catch it but if you sit through the credits when you watch it they play the America song the whole way through and at the very end they're going you know he'll say something and then yeah and something yeah Walmart yeah yeah. it's like it's like Walmart yeah, uh, something. Yeah, and he says something baseball. Yeah, and then he goes slavery. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was the last one, and I was first, I caught that the other day. and My eyes just went ooh, <laughs> ooh. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if they should have said that uh, <laughs> Easter egg. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so so hysterical.
0: Uh, the film, this film, they they were going for. Um, obviously an R rating and they had such trouble with the censorship board because it kept coming back with NC 17. Yes. And, um, the sex scene with the two puppets was originally supposed to be a minute and a half with Gary and Lisa. Um, it featured the two puppets urinating and defecating on one another. At one point, um, they had to cut it down and they kept cutting it down and sending it back. And I think when they finally got it down to the 50 seconds, um, they, they gave it the R rating. Um, I said at least nine edits of the puppet love scene were shown um, to the MPAA board um, before it had been accepted um, as toned down enough. So that's...
2: There is a director's cut that has that in it.
0: In the director's cut, is there an Alec Baldwin song? Yes. Because I didn't... I, I read s- that before we came on.
2: Yeah. There's all the scenes of the sex scene and there's an the Alec Baldwin song.
1: Well, I guess I'm going to Amazon when I'm done with this. <laughs>
2: I think I've seen. I, I, for some reason, I remember the sex scene from the director's cut from seeing it somewhere. <laughs> when she said that, I was like, "Shit, I think I've seen that before."
1: See, I I don't think I owned the director's cut on DVD. I I, I might have because I I thought that the I thought that the scene the sex scene was longer than what I had on here on on because uh, we watched it on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's it's not free on Amazon Prime right now. It's if you have the HBO add-on, it's free. That's that's where we watched it, and it wasn't the director's cut. But I seem to remember the sex scene being longer the first time yeah. I saw it too, because I bought the DVD because I loved South Park so much back then. And I think, honest to God, I think I found it in the b- discount bin for like four dollars. It's like four anything
2: bucks. else. If if you see it there with the director's cut, you're going to buy the director's cut before you buy anything else. Every time. Yep. Every, every time. time. More um, for your money.
1: Well, you know, we've had the discussion too on the other podcast about. Why don't they just do the director's cuts? Let, I mean, you pay these guys millions of dollars to give you a vision, and then you're like, no, I want to cut this out. Well, just let the, just put the movie out.
2: Yeah, you guys were talking about Superman versus Batman, the, the one time.
1: The, 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 yep, the Dawn of Justice, yep. the cut. Well, here's, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the big one uh, in the, the latest Star Wars. Everybody's like, what happened to Snow- what, you know, the, the, the Emperor? How is he back? There was a scene that was cut out of that that they filmed that talked about how he had cloned himself. Why wouldn't you put that in the movie? Yeah, I mean, so so if you're gonna let these be now, if you're doing it for a rating, I get it. Here's here's uh, some humor for you. Despite almost getting an NC-17 rating in the United States, the film was promoted as a kids and family movie in several European countries. Oh no! And rated it fit for all accordingly.
0: Oh no! Whoops! Whoops! <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, a lot of those
2: countries have sex in their commercials. Oh yeah, they do. Oh, they uh, got titties n- on n- yeah, TV. Yeah, new bitch,
1: not new bitches. Sorry, see that? I said nude bitches. Nude beaches are very common. Nude bitches are very common, <laughs> new know, they, are they very common uh, on the nude beaches. Well, I think it's the British. The, there's one of the British papers that the the, the it's page seven. Right. And every day in page seven, there's a topless woman on it, and the, and it's just a regular newspaper.
0: They swear. Now, they swear during news broadcasts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Now that's something. That's something that we just for real quick since we're talking about an NC rating here. You can have a movie like Bad Boys, okay? And it was Bad Boys 2. And when we went to Vegas, I was sitting up waiting on uh, our daughter and her boyfriend to drive in from California, and I we just had cable, and I was just bouncing around, and I come across Bad Boys on FX, and it was like a, uh, it was eleven o'clock Vegas time, so it would have been you know two in the morning here. So I'm watching it, and they're saying fuck, shit, hell, damn, swearing at each other. But the second a pair of boobies came on, they digitized them out. You got people getting shot. Uh, drugs, drug use, blood all over the place, and language, but the second there's a pair of boobs, oh my God, oh my God, what are we going to do?
0: Well, that's what they were saying about this movie. The big thing was, was they had to cut down that sex scene. Now, they've got Pit, you know they've got the puppets having sex but they didn't have a problem with the puppets heads being blown off or being shot in the face yeah. or because it yeah. isn't
2: actual people that it's that happening to
0: but neither is the sex with the puppets it's right. actual people I mean yeah. <laughs> but
2: but you could but you take a movie like Saw or or
1: you know yeah. I, I pick on Saw let's just say a, a horror movie that uh, a Rob Zombie film because he goes he goes really heavy. He on always the, has to go back on, and on do on the editing on his films. How how do you have a movie like that and say oh my god that's rated R because it's just violence? You, you know you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. The the difference between a PG thirteen and a rated R movie. PG thirteen you can see people getting shot but you can't see any blood. Why is why is blood the bad part? I mean I I you know I cut my finger this morning in the kitchen there was blood there does that make my life rated R? It's just, it's just really weird. I, I can understand them wanting to cut this down. Right. But I mean, it's already rated R. Okay. So, rated R means you got to be accompanied if you're under 17. You, let's face it, 17 year olds know about sex. And they st- probably certainly know about puppet sex because like you said that was what Ken and Barbie how they how kid yep. you know what I mean
2: well they don't stop kids going to theaters anyway they they, they really don't they, they could, don't they
1: could care less anymore but uh, still if that's what the rating board's going to do that's fine but what are you what are you protecting people from at that point like nc 17 I mean it really needs to be going in and out as far as I'm concerned to, for it to be well, Rob zombie does it just to piss him off because yeah. he knows I, I I agree a
2: lot of his movies go straight to, to DVD because they're just... He just doesn't Because people but, are going to buy him a But that
0: it. said, I mean, some of the scariest movies that, you know, because people always cite that, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is probably one of the scariest movies they've seen. There's no blood in that.
2: Hmm.
0: No, none. Really? There's no blood in Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No James blood. No blood.
2: But you look at the time it came out. It came out, what, 1974, I think it was? Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. It was... It was
0: there's, no, there's no blood in 6, Halloween.
1: 75, 76. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There're boobies in Halloween, but there's no blood in Halloween. Yeah,
1: well, that's why it's rated R because of the boobs.
0: Right.
1: I mean, if you made if you made the original Halloween today, it's PG-13 because you can yeah. you can have you can have you have, have, some have boobs. Rob Zombie do it. No, you, you gotta, gotta go. To the yeah, board. Yeah, yeah, right. You gotta go to the board and do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but you you can't. You can have one f bomb and you can have. I think you can have like one quick nude scene, mm-hmm. uh, not frontal, just top. But you know, we we digress. We do. Uh, it's surprising to me that they did that. It's also surprising to me that. Um, I I to be honest with you, I think this movie probably would have been just as successful if it was NC17 as it was R. I think when you do NC17, you get that stigma. But the only reason people went and saw Showgirls was because it was originally NC17. Everybody's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna watch Showgirl." You know what well, I mean?
0: Well, you know, the funny thing is, and I can't remember. I don't think it was the the Ebert um, review, but one of the reviews I was looking at were like was saying, um, you know, for people who whose kids watch South Park. And I'm like, well, if you're upset taking your kids to this one, then why are you letting your kids watch South Park? Because South Park is just as bad.
1: Oh yeah, yeah especially you know? now because they don't edit it.
0: They yeah. don't edit it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, this this was 15 years ago that this came out, but you're right.
0: I don't was it was it unedited 15 years ago? In the beginning, I know when it, when it first started in the late 90s, they they, bleeped, they bleeped a lot, and I thought it was a hell of a lot funnier. When they were bleeping, yeah. Um,
1: there be- was there was a point where S- Comedy Central, they called it Comedy Central After Dark. It had to be a certain time, yeah. They could they and could I, do. It's I, like
2: I, FX. You can you can show the movies after. I think it's like nine or ten o'clock. At I, night. I
1: think it was ten o'clock. Yeah, yeah, because that was South Park's time slot the whole time it's been on TV. Because they they knew, and so I think there was a point where they just said, you know what, we can do it, and they can do it because um, the rule is is that you if you have to pay for it to access it. You paying for it says you agree to what it is. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to pay to get NBC, so they can't. That's where the that's where the FCC comes in as far as the ratings. The FCC can't say anything about what you see on FX. They just do it because they want that moral compass to be out there, I guess. So that's, yeah, I I agree. I don't I don't think you can, especially with some of the movies that have been out in the last twenty years. You're going to complain that this one's raunchy, Mr. Ebert. I mean, come
0: on. Just because it's got hey, I don't think he would complain about the raunchiness. I think what he complained about was the the cynicism of it. Um, which, okay, if you don't like, you know, what I mean, I, I get it if you don't like certain types of films. When we talked about the girl with all the gifts, you didn't, you thought it was a good film, greatly acted, great story, but you hated the way it ended. I did. Um, I did. That should not necessitate you giving something a one star just because you didn't like. I agree. The direction a film went.
1: Right, you know. Well, I s- that but I didn't. I gave it one and a half stars.
0: Okay. <laughs> it's true.
1: No, no. So, okay, fair enough. The montage scene.
0: <laughs> montage.
1: Did you notice? Did you notice in the montage scene that whenever um stone stone stonewood stone spot spotstone spotswood spotswood, spotswood uh, it was close. <laughs> it was fucking close. There was a scene where they were practicing fighting, and he had a cigarette and a drink in each hand. <laughs> Yeah. Did you notice that? Oh, my God. Some of the stuff that they did in this. Uh, the, the name alone spots wood. Well, who does his voice remind you of?
0: It reminded me of Phil Hartman. Okay. It really sounded like Phil Hartman to me. It sounded a lot like Phil Hartman.
1: They wanted it to sound like Charlton Heston. They modeled it after <laughs> Charlton Heston, which, which is what I was thinking. I, after you said Phil Hartman the other right. last night, I had a hard time getting Phil Hartman out of my head. Mm-hmm. But I knew that they when I first heard it all I could think of was Charlton Heston um from the character that he played in Tombstone. Remember he played the the old cowboy that helped Wyatt Earp out for a couple of days when they stayed at his ranch in Tombstone? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I don't remember that. Remember uh, somebody got shot or hurt and they they hold up at uh, the guy's ranch he's like mm-hmm. you can stay here for a couple of days you'll be safe. That's the that's the voice. It was like, you know, cuz Charlton Heston always had that you damn dirty ape type You're sound. You damn
0: dirty yeah. You fools. But
1: yeah, that uh, that 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 cracked me up um they said that when they, they said that when they brought the michael moore character in to blow up they stuffed him with extra ham before they blew the puppet <laughs> up <laughs> so that there would be more meat to, to blow all over the place
0: well they they also because the thing that i know this film the most is you always do the matt damon right yeah and they they came up with that particular thing for him because when they when they created the Matt Damon puppet, they said he just looked a little off. The puppet just looked so off that they wanted to play him like...
1: Originally, Matt Damon, who Trey Parker and Matt Stone have admitted is really a pretty cool guy, was going to be portrayed as an intelligent and articulate character. But when they saw the puppet, they noted that it made him look retarded and decided to portray him as such. The whole time,
2: the first (laughs) time they showed him, his hand's going like this down the bottom. I'm (laughs) like, what the hell is he doing? Like he's jerking off?
1: (laughs) Uh, Here's something else too. Matt Stone was interviewed by Michael Moore for his film Bowling for Columbine because he grew up near the infamous school. However, he was very unhappy about the animated section of this film, believing that Moore had intentionally left the impression that he and Parker had made it. For that reason, Michael Moore was portrayed in an amusingly negative fashion in Team America World Police. (laughs) So they were throwing beef at Michael Moore.
0: They said um, that after the movie Sean Penn... who portrayed making outlandish claims about happy and utopian Iraq was before Team America showed up? Um, they he sent Parker and Stone a letter and inviting him, them to, to or, or Iraq with him, ending with the words "fuck you." He was no. e-
1: he was extremely upset about the movie, and he was the only one.
0: Everybody else. Everybody it was else funny. was
1: totally okay, and th- they said Alec Baldwin loved it. They say th- Alec Baldwin thought it was absolutely hysterical.
0: I'm
2: kind of surprised that Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon didn't hit him up too, because they're really, really political, like Sean Penn is. They
1: they are political, uh, but I think that what you have there is you probably have uh, two people that also have shown that they have pretty good senses of humor. Yeah, and with they, Tim Robbins being
0: yeah. an anchorman and stuff like the the role he plays in anchorman is fucking. Hysterical. And they and
1: they, they are acknowledging that it's a spoof. I mean, because, again, yeah. you're making fun of everything. I, I think that there does come a point where you can, like, you know, they portrayed Michael, I mean, they portrayed Michael Moore to be a fat piece of garbage in this. I mean, the first time you see him, he's eating two hot dogs. and He's got mustard all over his face and on <laughs> his shirt. He comes in to blow it up. Yeah. He's got a pizza in his hand. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, but, uh, <laughs> no, she's acting. <laughs> 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 when he said that line the other day when I heard it the first time, I should have known not to send them into combat without an actor. They were fucked from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. There's a, there's a lot of things that they did in this movie uh, and the detention to detail. And, and there was so much of it that I, I couldn't even um, write it down. But this was one of my favorite ones that I found. Uh, in the overhead shot of Gary lying in the giant puddle of vomit, <laughs> that is actually Trey Parker wearing a pair of fake legs. So his proportions more closely match those of the Marinettes Marionettes. The vomit was a mixture of soup and beer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. I all I can think of during that vomiting scene was the only thing that I've seen that that matches that in volume is this the throwing up scene from what we do in the shadows.
1: Okay. You, yeah, you know what that? What I think of every time I see that scene, What? I think of that scene from I think it's Goldmember, where he's having to pee, and Minnie me <laughs> and Minnie Me was hanging on his belly and yeah. he was trying to psych him, and it, and it, there was the one part where the, he's peeing and you hear that stream and then you hear the, brrrr of the pee coming out. Yeah. Oh, that that's what I think of. But the thing I love about that movie is that was the epiphany point of the movie for the character. <laughs> They're playing this extremely dramatic music and this guy's
0: and every time you think it's going to stop it doesn't. when I saw
2: it the first thing that came to mind was Monty Python's The Meaning of Life oh my god <laughs> yes. bring me my bucket bring me a bucket a <laughs> that- <laughs> nice that Whoa. was going through my head the whole time and i was like oh i can't get that in my head now that's funny
0: well the in what we do in the shadows is a, a mockumentary um, about vampires so one new vampire decides that he's gonna have a, a chip of french fry right because it's in new zealand and they cannot he- eat human food so they show him out in the the alley afterwards and he's just
1: <laughs> Washing vomiting
0: blood i mean just projectile <laughs> vomiting blood like 12 feet in front of him and then so when they they did that again for the the TV show on FX is where they have this elder vampire coming to visit the vampires where they are in staten island and he decides he wants to try pizza for the first time and they're like no no you shouldn't you shouldn't you shouldn't and when he throws up i mean like he's up in the air being like suspended by his own vomit it looks like a helium balloon you know like when you let it go and it's just blowing out
1: but instead of the the propulsion is the vomit coming out of his mouth Alec Alec Baldwin claims that he enjoys people joking with him on the street, saying, you are useless, Alec Baldwin, as a result of the film, to which he replies, back at you, Kim.
2: (laughs) Kim Basinger? Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think Kim Jong-il. (laughs) You are ruthless.
1: Uh, Let's take a second, then we'll have to touch on King Jong. How's that sound?
0: Okay. Hello there. Do you like movies but feel overwhelmed by the avalanche of titles available every week in the theaters and on streaming services? Do you struggle with justifying the increasing cost of movies at the theater or whether to pick up another streaming service? Well, I have a resource for you. One Movie Punch. Your movie review podcast for currently playing newly streaming classic and cult movies. One movie per day, every day. We track the theaters streaming services and the occasional physical release to find the best movies currently available. We watch every film then distill it into a short 3 to 5 minute review and publish a daily podcast. And now with year 2, we've gone spoiler-free for all movies within the last 3 years and bringing on a team of reviewers with brand new perspectives and selections. Want more information? Head over to www.onemoviepunch.com to subscribe to the daily podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OneMoviePunch and Facebook at www.facebook.com slash OneMoviePunch. We'll see you there.
1: Okay, great break. Great break. One of the best breaks probably in the history of breaks. Okay, so I, I really like this movie, but there is one thing about this movie that makes this movie as good as it is to me. And that's Kim Jong Il, King King Kim Kim Jong, Kim Jong Il, yeah, Kim Jong Il. Uh, Yeah, I'm not going to bother to learn his name right and properly because he was a piece of garbage. But the way that they portrayed him and the way that they had him talking this movie every time I see, oh (laughs) hero, I fucking lose it. And that might become my catchphrase just because (laughs) it's so hysterical. The opening scene where you don't because you don't even. I mean, you start off with shit going down in the Middle East. You think this is just going to be about, you know, Muslims or or, or or ISIS or some shit, which didn't exist back then, but you know what I mean. And then you come to him, and the first thing he does is to intimidate a, um, a terrorist. He shoots his own translator. <laughs> he's like, what the, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I could, I could sing praises about this guy all day long.
2: But you look at how long he's been in power. That's, you know, that's... The influence he puts on his people, probably more in a bad way than a good way. Oh, yeah. Right. You're talking 2004 is when this movie came out. I remember when I was in Korea, when he first came into power, and I can't, I think that was maybe 90s? Yeah, it was mid-90s, I think. Yeah. Early, I, early to mid.
0: I think 30 Rock did it better on Kim Jong-il when they did the whole storyline with him kidnapping um, Alex Baldwin's character's wife, Jack Don, he's wife, because um, they had, uh, uh, what was her name? Uh, um Cho Margaret Cho play yeah <laughs> Kim- <laughs> yeah I'll just talk to you I'll just talk to you for the rest of the time James um <laughs>
1: I mean it was good but th- I mean that was there was no puppets and he wasn't going
0: yeah. oh hey right no no but it was still the same like he was saying like the best looking smartest most athletic yeah you
1: know? <laughs> no yeah I know well he's easy to make fun of uh he is a renowned was a renowned film buff buff crazy no one ever got his opinion on this movie
0: he did um, want a certain country that he was doing business with not to screen it
1: that's correct Uh, Kazakhstan or some shit Um, I can't remember what it was
0: I I don't remember if you want to keep on talking I'll look it up
2: okay have you have you ever seen the interview I have not seen the interview you gotta see that one okay you gotta see that one I've
1: heard it's good that's Rogan and Franco right yes Yes. Uh, And they go to interview him and try and assassinate him. Yes. Who plays him in that movie? Do you know? Is it somebody famous or is it just somebody that looked like him? I don't know,
2: to be honest with you. I got you. It's on Netflix. Pretty sure it's still on Netflix. I'll have
1: to give it a whirl. Because that was the one that got hacked.
2: Yeah. Right? Yeah, they didn't want to show it. Yeah. They didn't want to show it in theaters. Nice.
0: All right, I'm still looking it up. Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) So Susan's still looking it up.
0: I, so, I know when when they decided not to release the interview initially, I think the Alamo Theaters decided that it was going to screen World Police, and then they pulled it.
1: They pulled World Police?
0: Yeah, our team America.
1: Why? Uh, I mean, 2018, they, you pulled a movie? Really? Yeah. No, that's kind of stupid.
0: <laughs> I'm still looking. Hold on. His
1: his song was hysterical. <laughs> I'm lonely. I'm so lonely. I'm so
0: lonely. Um. Me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, when he was walking in after they had been captured, he walks into the torture area, and they had the one guy with the electric cables on-, on him. Did you notice that as the scene where he was leaving, they had moved the electric cables from his nipples to his balls? No. Yeah. The the, the last time you see them shocking the guy and him screaming, he had him. They had him on his sack.
2: When he was locked in the cage,
1: yeah, okay, yeah, when they were being when they were being tortured.
0: So like the Abu Ghraib, yes, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. So
0: for sure, did you, did you find? Something? I I can't find it. Okay. I can't remember where I saw it. Doesn't it Doesn't really matter. It was so, probably
1: some terrorist country or something. I, and who knows? You know,
0: and the thing is too is, I, you know, it, the full on stereotypes that they do in this movie is it's so, it's subtly in the, but like the whole scene in Paris. You know, you've got a mime. And you've got a painter and you've got, you know what I mean? You've got all these things that are very distinctly French, you know, it, that the, they had topiary in this park and they're all French poodles.
1: Um, the roads, the paved roads in France yeah. were croissants. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah. If you watch closely, the first time you see King, Kim Jong-il's palace, right. the little huts that are outside around it are Chinese takeout containers. <laughs>
2: How do you catch all this
1: stuff? I read about. It. I, I do the research. I just do <laughs> um, research. I, I go back and I go back and try and see it. But um, see, when it's a movie I know about, like if like if I pick a movie for Susan like this, I'll do the research before I watch the movie. If it's not, I don't want to know anything about the movie until I watch it because I don't want it to be spoiled for me. You know what I mean? Um, like some some stuff like uh, Gone Girl, I knew already because we had talked about it. Because I told her I'm, I'm not going to watch that pile of shit. Um, and it wasn't a pile of shit. It actually was a pretty decent movie. Great movie. It was, I, I didn't like the last twenty minutes because of the procedural part of it, but other than that, it was good. So I don't want it to be ruined. So I, when I watched this the other day, and I decided I wanted to pick, pick it, I went and read all the IMDb trivia, um, and that's pretty much where I do most of my trivia looking up on IMDb. I do some Wikipedia stuff, and I saw, I read all the things, which is then as I watch it the second time or the, this this time I can catch it. Lots of times, if I do it afterwards, I see it, and then I might have to go back and watch those scenes to, to catch it. But there's not a lot of eye candy trivia in other movies. It's like behind the scenes, like right. you know, it wasn't going to be Tim Allen; it was going to be Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. This was all about throwing that shit on the film and and, yeah. and making you laugh. But it's so subtle that if you don't know it, you don't see it.
0: Well, in in, in the, the ending scene where they have this peace meeting that they're having and they have all the people from different areas of the world. I mean, the person from Mexico is wearing a sombrero. A, a, you know. a, a big ass, a big light big ass blue, som-
1: glittery sombrero.
0: Yeah, and this the German guy and with the, the big, guy big, spike. With, yes. with big spike and the big <laughs> spike comes into play, yep. you know. <laughs> but,
2: Except Kim Jong-il is actually a cockroach that gets away.
0: Yeah, that was freaking hysterical. <laughs> okay, it said that um, North Korea had asked the Czech Republic to ban the film.
1: That sounds about right.
0: Yeah. So, that's where I found it. Um the 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 love scene, right? The the obligatory not love scene, but the obligatory love story in this too was very much, you know, that very romance light that you see in these kind of action films, you know. Sure, heart's been broken cuz her love of her life got killed and she doesn't want to open up and he's got emotional baggage and
1: (laughs) that was one of your biggest laughs watching the movie. What? I will never die. (laughs) (laughs) I can't sleep with you unless you can promise me you'll never Mm, die. I will never die. Hmm. I will never die. (laughs) Here here it is. And I, I didn't get to it quick enough. Due to a puppet sex scene, the movie was given an NC 17 rating by the MPAA. The scene was edited nine times before they received the R rating they were looking for. Trey Parker later admitted that the scene was originally added to distract the MPAA from the rest of the film's subject matter. And on Matt Stone's urging, the scene was reinstated to the unrated DVD.
0: There you go. So I'm the one thing I think they did right with this too, because the 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 tragic backstory behind our hero, right, is that his um the, his emotional trigger and what makes him such a great actor is he's able to to use this tragic thing that happened in his life when that he fell into a gorilla. He was acting at a zoo and he fell into a gorilla pit and uh, his brother went in to save him but he had blueberries in his pocket. Who carries blueberries in their pocket? Um, a and, baker? And the gorillas went crazy and threw him around and tore him apart. And I think what they did right is that they didn't actually show or try to recreate this with the puppets. I'm so glad.
2: Or is goats getting burned up in the oil?
0: Oh yeah, I was telling the, the story, story about the goats, <laughs> my um, goats, and that's. I figured he would go someplace else, but no, it was just the goats, and you've got all the the terrorists crying. And <laughs> did
1: you did you uh, catch a reference um, when Gary went to infiltrate them when he when he had been valomorphized to the cantina? Yeah. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> do, do you know what that was?
2: Well, I know when he first walked in, he was like a Jedi, and he was trying to that mine. was.
1: That was when he went to uh, King Jong Il's palace, and he's like, "You don't need to see my invitation." Right, right. When he first went over That's there, in the, and the, you can you can hear the music going, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like in Star Wars. Yeah, so it's that was that was. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a lot of references to to the G-ha, Star Wars. G-ha, G-ha, G-ha.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> what did he say when he was driving down the in the car? They're headed. They're headed west down. Uh, Durka, uh, Durka, Durka, Durka Durka Street. Durka Durka Avenue. <laughs> yeah. There's so many quick lines, and there's so much just like and and the the effects that they could get on the faces, the way they could make a move was just hysterical. <laughs> uh, and I knew what your favorite part of the movie was going to be. What? What you? How hard you were going to laugh when the cats came out? Oh, the, ca- yeah, the cats! Yeah, the cats were
0: fun. Yeah, the cats. The cats were fun. Little kittens. I um. How do you get them to crash through the glass like that? <laughs>
1: That's a good question. <laughs> I would. I would like to know that. We yeah. got. We got three people here. Nobody can say I anything know. while I'm trying to read I something. Know. I for just... fuck's sake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I. I'm. I'm amazed. I, and I probably think because the the thing that I don't like crude humor for crude humor's sake, right? The fact that that they they used it. And kind of interweave, you know, several different levels. I mean, I can find that in a family guy. I think sometimes they push just the crude stuff on the top too, too much, you know, that you really have to dig to get to the different layers of what they're saying um, as far as them trying to satirize anything. But um, so I'm surprised I didn't see this before then. I, you know, didn't, didn't think about it. Understood. And so when you said this to me the week about, well, you saw. Book of Mormon and I was like oh that's that's true so
2: I got you babe have you, you seen th- any of the other movies the, the, um, the movie the uh, South Park the South movie Park or movie, I Basketball
0: s- no I, I have no interest in seeing Basketball <laughs> I did see um, the South Park movie with a friend of mine in, in the theaters and thought it was freaking brilliant Um, the the music in it alone yeah. I thought was brilliant the whole Sondheim-esque five part harmony mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's basketball is it's the same type of humor it's just live action Mm -hmm. it's not an amazing movie but it's funny it's it's fun to watch Uh, I was telling her about uh, they have a movie their first movie that they did together called Orgasmo have you ever seen that one?
2: I don't think I've seen that one
1: it's it's fun I mean it's not it's not a great movie I I would not tell you go stop what what you're doing and go find it but it's it's fun I mean the 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 thing I think the they are essentially in that movie they're mormons and they're trying to make some extra money because you know that when you're more um, on your mission on your on your uh, missionary mission you have to live you know like poor and they're trying to make some money so they end up creating this device that when you shoot somebody with it it makes them like super horny so they start making porn movies it's it, it's it's really it's it's off the deep end like super <laughs> quick it goes off the deep end and it's got some really good jokes in it but it's not it's not at a humor level as a south park or it's it's below basketball, too. But, it, I mean, if you're sitting there and you run across it and you got nothing else to watch, give it a whirl. You might like it, you might not, but it's not. It's definitely lot a piece of shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny to me how certain people take um, Matt Parker and Trey Stone. I, I was listening to, I think, because I'll listen to different people who do media criticism, whether it's podcasts or, or YouTube videos, and there was this one woman talking about um, LBGQ, um, uh, XLBGTQ um, representation in media, and she did this whole thing about how South Park gets it right and has gotten it right from the beginning. That it, you know, she does not find it offensive. She find, you know what I mean, because they do treat these characters with their own storylines and and things like that. And it was it was like interesting to me because you would immediately think so. Some people just completely knee-jerk on certain things, right? right. Um, so that was an interesting kind of take to it, is that it, well, it's, you know, it's, it does it, and it's not just there to be tokenism, and it's not just there to make fun of it. It, it represents it. It's like um, I was
2: saying before, back then it wasn't really a big issue, you know, those kind of right. issues. But today it would cause a lot of problems, you know, everywhere.
1: This movie today would be compared, would be the same thing as a, as a Blazing Saddles to racism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, it really would. I mean, Bla- *Blazing Saddles* is a top five movie in history, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I don't, I don't care what they're saying in the movie. They, you know what they're, what they're trying to do. They are making fun of it. If it offends you that they're saying that, then you have a problem. But that movie, you couldn't make it today because there are too many people that are not smart enough to understand that they're making fun of the situation and 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 the, and the racism as compared to being racist. This movie does that. Fifteen years. Yeah,
0: ago. it's extremely similar because I mean, what you're looking at when you talk Blazing Saddles, you've got somebody who is um, basically uh, parroting the the Western, and then yes, then also tackling issues of race and perceptions of race, and then they're taught, you know what I mean? So it it has a lot of layers to it, just like this one does, right? It's it's parroting um, those kind of disaster films. And action films, but it's also, you know, basically satirizing um, celebrity activism and hyper uh, patriotism and our, uh, you know, America as the police to the world. I mean, that's the big part. Right. And so it's it's extremely layered. And unless you're looking for it or you, you, you pick up on it, you can only see it as one note. And I think a lot of people feel that way about Mel Brooks, right? You need yes. to kind of see his different his love letter to certain genres and also addressing certain things that are important to him as, as far as, you know, his point of view. He does he he he's done that really well. I think they do it really well. I just don't think they're as beloved as Brooks is.
2: Yeah. I was actually just thinking of History of the World Part One as being a, another movie that wouldn't make it today. You'd have a hard time doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, because... Of, it's a brilliant so, movie, though. It was hilarious.
1: Again, that's... You know what? I, I can say top five movie a lot because there are... It's, it, if you if you went to any of us and said, what oh, are your top five movies? I, could, I couldn't answer that question. Okay. Like, you asked me this morning, what's the best concert you've ever seen? You know, we were talking about that. I, I don't know how to answer that question because different different concerts do different things. You know, some concerts are about the music. Some concerts are about a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's different movies that do that. You, you take those two movies from well brooks they're like they're definitely like in the top five comedies that could be talked about yeah there's others i mean you got caddyshack and those but they, mm-hmm. they, they, they were they, you know, Young Frankenstein. Put, let's put that one oh, right up there with the, with with those two. That's they my are favorite. They are They are brilliant. You could probably do Young Frankenstein today. Mm-hmm. You could probably get away with Young Frankenstein. I don't yeah. think you get I mean, it, I mean, you're not allowed to make Jew jokes at all. So yeah. history of the world is out. Yeah. Um. You know what I mean? Even though it was a Jewish man making the jokes,
0: the Inquisition. It, yeah. They're just not. It's just not British.
1: accepted. And it's okay. It's okay to make jokes about it. It really is. It's 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 not wrong to 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 make fun or pick on something um, that's legitimate. The producers. To, yeah. I mean the first one, not yeah. that. Not the. Yeah. Well, the, it's the Nathan same. The, the, Lane, the, the yeah. second one is the same thing. It's just. It's just. It's not as good. The,
0: well, the the second one, and this is the problem with the second one. The second one, um, they're pulling jokes from the stage musical, and when they pull jokes from the stage musical, they're taking things that are 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 funny when you're watching them in the theater like why 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 max go far so far downstage right right they say that in the movie and it's like you're not you're watching it on the screen yeah. like when you watch it actually on this them doing it on stage it's funny it's like that but the first the the belt brooks original yeah. producers hysterical
1: the, it's it's just the way people you're right the way people see things you know all in the family is the number one show ratings wise all time on tv no way in hell could you make that movie today, Jeffersons no, either. Yeah, either one. Yeah, yeah. Y- you're right. So this this movie, I, I and that's one of the things that I have truly always loved about South Park. Um, there are things that that I hold dear that when people make fun of them, it kind of upsets me. But I let it go because you know it's not like you're waging a jihad on them. You're just making fun of them. But when you watch South Park, all you have to do is be patient because eventually they're going to make fun of the. Let let's take let's take atheism and Christianity. Right, they will have one episode. Jesus that, versus Santa that Claus. Makes, yeah, that makes <laughs> that makes Christians feel like why do they hate us so much? And in the next episode, they'll be like, yeah, look at him championing our cause. It's it's just what they do. And that woman, that 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 person that you were talking about, I can't remember if you said it was a woman. The the person that was saying they get it right, they do. Yeah, they, they yeah. get it right. And and that's why. You have a television show that's been on that long right and has done what it's done and made the money that it's made and I don't think it's ever been sued.
0: probably not even for the mechastarand. Yeah
1: <laughs> And that with that episode was great. Uh, I will say I said I said to you guys, my favorite moment in bigger, longer uncut. You, I mean, yes. Satan and Hit and uh, Saddam were hey, guy, <laughs> hey <guy. laughs> were hysterical. Oh it, babe, come yeah. on. Uh, <laughs> hey hey, you want you want you want to fuck? <laughs> um, when at the end, when they're telling Cartman that he has to start swearing so that Chip will short out, and he starts screaming out words, and he goes, "Cock, fuck, shit, that fucking Barbra Streisand." <laughs> when he said Barbra Streisand the first time, I saw that movie, I I had to rewind it. I laughed so hard I peed a little bit. It was so fucking good.
0: Merry Christmas, movie theater.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah. All right, so now that we're done talking about all the other stuff, is anything else that you'd like to talk about as far as uh, Team America goes, uh, James, Honey, you should watch
0: this. What? What'd you say? I just
1: gave ourselves a shameless plug.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: is, there anything that, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you'd like to bring up? Like a, like something that you thought was really impressive or super funny, and you, you we didn't we didn't touch on it.
2: No, you you saw more than I did. So, <laughs> yeah, you saw a lot more than I did. Cool.
0: The, the one thing that I did, find I was kind of scrolling through trying to find that thing about, you know, which country was asked to not, not screen it, um, was obviously Matt Damon um, had no problem with it. And since Clooney and, and Damon are real close friends, I think Clooney said he would have been insulted if he hadn't been in it, if they hadn't portrayed him in it.
1: Well, Clooney is the major reason that South Park exists. South Park, and I might have gotten some of this wrong, but South Park was a college project that Matt Parker and Trey Stone, Trey,
0: Trey, uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, Trey Parker,
1: Matt Stone and Trey Parker did for a grade in college, and Clooney found out about it and told them, "You need to, you need to take this to somebody because this is it, this is amazing," and they were like, "No, no, no, no," and Clooney ended up taking it to people he knew. And they were like, "Yeah, we got to do this show." So George Clooney uh, obviously is is good friends with them. Um, I I don't remember how they knew each other. I think it had something to do with school or college. I, I I off the cuff I will have to I would have to go and research this. But if you do research this, he is a, a major major reason that 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 happened, um, which is one of the reasons that I don't think that anybody that was in the movie except Sean Penn uh, was angry. And Sean Penn was angry because they had said. Um, It's okay to not vote. There was something uh, I I can I can there was there was a joke about it's 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 okay if you don't vote, and that pissed Sean Penn off. Okay, and his his signature on the was was uh, a sincere fuck you, Sean Penn. (laughs) So, but um, yeah, George Clooney is really good friends with him, and and you're right, he probably would have. George Clooney seems to have a great sense of humor. Every time you talk to him or you see him on a show or anything, he's not that guy that sits there that. Well he's
0: he he is known with his when they were doing the the oceans movies that he and Brad Pitt and and Matt Damon they would all prank each other. I mean mercilessly prank each other. So Which would be
1: fun. So just so you guys know, nine eleven times two thousand three hundred and fifty six is two million one
0: hundred and forty six thousand three (laughs) hundred and (laughs) sixteen. 9-11 times (laughs) I thought, 9-11 times
1: <laughs> That was a hysterical joke to me. It's like 9-11 times 100. You mean? Yes. 9,000, 91,110.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they get to that and they're like, that's, I can't even fathom. No one can fathom what that is. <laughs> uh, no one knows. I think
1: that's it. I think that's that's the big things that I, I mean, I talked about everything I want to talk about. Okay. You?
0: Uh, I think so. I'll I mean, do. I, we were kind of, you know, we watched this last night, so I I hadn't have a hell of a lot of time to.
1: But let's do box office. Okay. So typically, when we talk box office James, we only talk domestic. We don't talk. We don't talk uh, worldwide. Um, this movie cost thirty-two million dollars to make. What do you think it made? Domestic. Hmm. <coughs> I will tell you this, opening weekend, it made over $12 million.
2: I'd say $68 million.
0: Did you look it up already? I looked it up already, so I would be cheating.
1: It made $32,786,000 in the United States. So it made all its money on the first weekend. It finished 84th, no, excuse me, 82nd for the year, just behind The Punisher. Um, There were a lot of movies. That year, that were supposed to be big-time hits that were not. Sky Captain, The World of Tomorrow, Catwoman, oof. <laughs> Buzz, Your Girlfriend, woof. Um, the biggest movies of the year were Shrek 2, Spider-Man 2, Passion of the Christ, Harry Potter, Prisoner of Acaban, The Incredibles. There were, it wasn't a, a monster year for movies. Uh, the biggest movie of the year only made $440 million. Um, I mean, I say that that's not a lot, but that's also 2004 numbers. So that's not, That's uh, de- Worldwide, it made just over $50 million. So I mean, I guess it made money, but I would think that to have to put to have put the work in that those guys say that they had to put in everything. That's probably not something that I would go back and do again. I mm. mean, if you make fifty million off of it, you make fifty million off of it. But man, um, not 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 a real good showing. And I guess when you talk about the subject matter, there's probably a lot of people that were like, "Oh, that's offensive," and there was probably a shitload of people that were like, "I can't stand South Park, so I'm not going to go see that." Probably the right call if you don't like South Park to mm. not have watched this movie. Um, the last thing that we do is uh, we do our favorite three moments of the movie
0: yes well we we sometimes do I have questions but that's usually yeah, when it, you, a movie is kind of based more in reality In this do you have any questions not.
1: about like why something in the movie happened or didn't happen or should have happened
0: no I don't have any questions about that yeah it's it's way too far I wanna out know, to I want to know
1: how they got the boat <laughs> <laughs> out of Mount Rushmore
0: <laughs> it probably transformed or what do you call it the They probably valmorporized into something else that flies.
1: God, the first time he said that, I thought I was going to fucking die. Oh, uh, let's talk about the... He had to give him oral sex to be back a part of the team.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I could have done without the part. (laughs) That
1: was hysterical because he's like, okay, ready? Go.
0: (laughs) He closes his just eyes. He
2: leans his head back. and closes his eyes. Um, and all you see is the ropes going up and down. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I also thought
1: it was extremely hysterical when they made the comment. They're like, "Why the fuck should I trust you?" Hey guys, it's okay. He sucked my cock. <laughs> I mean, I guess good for you. I, I I'm not sure what that means. Um,
0: no, no, he has a point.
1: Okay. I, do you want me to go first for the three moments? Sure. Alright, my my third one was the What Would You Do song when they were playing that because of all the because he's leaning up against the, the, the Vietnam wall and he's standing in front of just
0: all the little <laughs> if jokes. You, that you don't throw in your buckle yeah. five. <laughs> uh, you
1: number two, I mean, come on. It's gotta be the puppet sex scene. Just just because it I mean, no one had ever seen anything like that before. The shit that they were doing, it started out as this super tender, romantic love story love love moment, interlude, and the next the next thing you know, he's trying to kill her. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my God, is he hurting her in there? Uh, my number one was the whole uh, Gary Valmore preferizes. I can't, I can't say that word. Oh, the, the when surgery. They turn him into the terrorist. Yeah. And God damn, it's
0: perfect. <laughs> and he sits up
1: and he's got, he looks like a 14-year-old that's trying to grow a beard because it just patches. Now, having said that, those are my number three Head and shoulders, the best parts of this. The best part of this movie It's not. I couldn't even rank it because it was like ranking an, a professional with an amateurs. Was the oh, hero. Oh. <laughs> do you have any
0: idea how fucking busy I am? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anytime he talked, I was
2: in heaven.
0: Uh, do you have yours, James?
2: Yeah, mine's kind of piggybacking on what Greg had because I I really didn't have a whole lot of what you would call great scenes just from my opinion but um my number three was uh, the sex scene it was just totally ridiculous <laughs> uh, the, will, the wheelbarrow and everything else was thrown in there. When she
1: was when she was giving him head her head was coming up off of him like mm. 10 12 14 inches she was literally looked
2: like she was slamming her head <laughs> into the wall
1: <laughs> I want to go to there
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was my that was my number three my number two was the puke scene. I just It's so good. It just kept going and going and at the end it was like kind of like spurting out really the, the, like the, yes. sporadically. It was just hilarious. And that is
1: one of the best GIFs on the internet. They have that uh, you can you can <laughs> if you search it it's there. It's
2: great. And my number one was the uh when Gary comes out of the uh disguise procedure, I guess you'd call it. <laughs> the biggest thing that kills me was he actually had a cornrow on one side of his face <laughs> that has a mustache. <laughs> I could not stop staring at that and every scene he was in, I was like, He's got a damn cornrow on the side of his face. But yeah, but that was pretty hilarious. Okay.
1: I love the Durka Durka in the movie too, how they kept taking Durka Durka.
2: Yeah, the apparently movie. they only had three words they used for the for the language. It was yeah. Durka, um Muhammad and Jihad. Jihad. Yeah. Those are only three words they used. So that's my little bit of uh intake anyway. You did great. It was perfect.
0: Okay. Um, so mine were um, the Rent parody.
2: Oh, perfect. Right? Of course.
0: It's freezing. AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. AIDS, AIDS. AIDS. <laughs> He's got AIDS. she has got AIDS. He's got AIDS. Um,
1: and the whites and the spades. <laughs> 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 uh.
0: um, so in the debriefing after they've Gary, um, or whatever his name was, um, when they're doing the debriefing and you've got Spotswood... Um, Not only is his chair just kind of randomly moving like around (laughs) the room, right? While he's doing this debriefing, he finally says at the end, well, of course, if you get caught, you know, you'll probably have to commit suicide. So I'm going to give you this. And you see his hand put something on the table. You're like expecting a cyanide pill or something like that. He puts down a hammer. And not just a hammer. It's like a dirty old hammer ass with hammer. tape yeah. and handle shit taped like together <laughs> It's like an old
2: Western type <laughs> hammer. They were hammering like, like posts and shit in the ground.
1: <laughs> that was really
0: good. And uh, number three is the signal. If you get in trouble you know the signal right? I should have put that on my and list and he's like waving his hands like a kid and, ah! Got, ah! and so when they like they're running off away from Team America and he's in the jeep with the rest of the terrorists you just see him looking back at the <laughs> and what he America. say is he
2: trying to tell me to kiss him or something yeah. Or yeah. what he say? it's me it's, it's me. me he's saying <laughs> he's, kiss he's me he's saying kiss <laughs> me
1: <sighs> well kiss this you <laughs> son of a bitch yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and and you know a signal is supposed to be something like, you know, what, hey look, the the roast beef went bad. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Not you
0: jumping around waving your hands in the air. And, and the puppet and the movement of the puppet just intensifies It's freaking hysterical. My favorite
1: part about the movie is the face. The way that they get the, the eye what they do with the eyes. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> uh, j- <laughs> yeah, ah! That was that was you're right. Perfect. You know, the other one that we didn't talk about that was really good was when he's, when they're talking to him and they're doing the invasion and Spotswood is all over the place in his chair and then he comes in across, upside down, across the top of the screen. That was really good. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well,
0: um, would you watch it again? I, yeah, I would watch it again. I don't think I, I would watch it like, uh, I it would. I probably have to pick it up like maybe six months down the line or something like that. I just don't think I. You know, it's not going in my top any movies. But okay. it's yeah. I'd watch it again.
2: James, would you watch it again? Probably not.
1: Probably not really.
2: No, I just. I, I just really. I mean, it was a. It was a. A great movie, if you like that kind of stuff. I just didn't get into the the whole thing that much. I mean, yeah, it had some funny parts into it, like we discussed. But okay. me, I mean, if it came on TV, I might watch it for about 10-15 minutes and go, ah, eh, okay.
1: I got you. Good enough. I would watch it again. Of course you. And I have that. watched it again. I mean, <laughs> I like it's no super.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you so, know what I liked about this movie? This was like made in the time when it was okay to have a 90-minute movie. Yes. These friggin' 2-hour long movies are just not
1: So, so doing to let it for me. let everybody out there in and TV land know, we were talking about this this morning and, and like I said we kind of popped this on James and we told him and he said you need to Go ahead and do your top three. And he goes, okay. And he's sitting there and he looks up at us and he goes, did you guys do this for the super? And I went, yeah. And he goes, whoo. Who?
2: <laughs> 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 I mean, but it had to be hard, right? Was it hard to find stuff to...
0: I don't think I did three. I think I maybe came up with two and went, uh,
2: Was there a lot of trivia or anything that you guys go over for it?
0: Yeah, we found a few things that we could talk about as far as... Yeah,
1: like some, some, some back. Some I mean story. Joe Pesci
2: is great but that was just a total waste of what he can do.
0: Yeah, you know, we were we were talking a lot about um the the directors struggle with this, right? Because they really wanted to like throw like Chevy Chase into this type of situation and it was just Which is who the yeah. mo- they originally wanted for that yeah. movie was oh, Chevy really? Chase. Yeah. And um it, they were you, uh, you know the the screenwriter of that is Nora Nora Ephron was on that. You know like Harry Met Sally you got mail like Nora Ephron, and she was in tears, trying to make sense of what they had. <laughs> um, so yeah, just bad movie. It, it,
1: I, I think, I think mine were. Um, I have, to, I, I might be wrong here. Just about any time that he would walk over to the frame of the car and touch it, and the alarm would go off. Hmm. That was one of them, and. Uh, I think the basketball scene was one of them. I can't remember. It's been so long. I kind of blocked that one
2: out. That I mean, was, one was like a giant rat in one of the scenes when he was in the, the room or something. There was,
1: there was one of those. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that was one of our top, but I, we, we kind of struggled yeah. because I, I think
0: uh, we talked about what could have made it better and what they could have left out. Yeah. Like Joe the, Pesci.
1: That was, a, that was a movie, like <laughs> we said before, it, that suffered significantly from script issues. You know, Joe Pesci is an amazing actor. That just wasn't his movie. Well, it, you no, know what it was it, it
2: wasn't made for him. They they didn't right. go back and redo the script to fit him.
1: Also, well, also, Susan brought this up when we were talking about it. Joe Pesci is an amazing actor, but he has done very few movies where he's the star. Yeah. You can watch you can watch Chevy Chase for, for 90 minutes, 100 minutes, two hours. Ninety minutes of Joe Pesci is a lot to take. You've got to have. Right. There was no calming factor there for There's him. There's no balance. He, there yeah. was, yeah. and and even though he's amazing and is 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 revered as well, he should be. It, it's a lot like we said about Norm um, Norm McDonald in right. Dirty Work. Norm is a. I like him. He's, he's very funny, but, but he's he's more of a sidekick than he is. He's more Robin than Batman. Mm-hmm. And it just that movie struggled for that. And then the script was really right. just. It was really just, it was, yeah. it was, it yeah. was really thrown well, together. Well, the
0: director said, you know, the problem with this movie is it's supposed to be a fish out of water story, right? This is what this is. You're taking someone who's privileged and enriched and you're throwing them in the ghetto. And what they ended up having was a, a, a duck in water. Right, because he'd get rattled, he'd shake the water off, he'd wiggle his tail, and then he'd go off and you know be on his merry way. And so him him getting mad, there was no there was no real breaking point to him. Like if you think of like Tom Hanks and um, the Money Pit, or, the Money Pit, right? He's d- 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 Dan yeah, Aykroyd b- in
2: b- Trading Places. Yeah, yes. yeah. So Perfect. there's
0: no, you know what I mean? Uh, they did didn't it wasn't the right role for him at all.
1: Yeah. The director said "When afterwards, when he took this movie, he knew there were script problems. And it's very rare that you take a movie that has script problems and it works out while you're making the movie. He said, the bottom line is, I, made had, the movie. I hadn't worked in a while and I needed to feed my family. Yeah. He said that straight up. So when your director says that going into it, eh, I mean, you know, that movie kind of held a place to me like I was telling her simply because... At that time, we were in Havelock was when that movie came out, you know, and you were coming down and see us everything. You knew we didn't have a lot of money. Um, there wasn't a lot to do. So you kind of stayed at home and you watched movies. And that just happened to be one of the tapes that I had. And it got put in on a regular basis because it was watchable. You know, you know we what you mean? I mean? You had Blockbuster
2: back then, too. So.
1: Well, well, we didn't in Havelock.
2: There was a Blockbuster in Havelock? No, there wasn't. There was something we went to there go was, rent
1: movies. There was a movie rental store, but there was not a Blockbuster. Oh. okay. Yeah. There was there was two like a movie mom stores. And movie yeah store. but and they never had they never had the new releases in because you know Blockbuster would buy a hundred of those at the beginning, everybody got to watch it and then they'd sell them, but the mom and pop couldn't do that, so they'd just buy two. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, Rise of Skywalker came out and you were trying to go rent it, you were gonna wait three months before you got to see it. So you watched a lot of movies that you really didn't want to watch simply because there was nothing else to watch. And that was just one of those movies I walked in there and I'd seen it. I'm like, Oh, it's three bucks. <laughs> Okay, I'll take it, and then you... So it. it I, I'm probably going to, except for the ones that I know are stud movies, like I have a couple of movies on my list that I don't have to rewatch. I know how fucking good they are. If it's one of those movies that's on the fence that I'm not quite sure, I, I'm going to have to go back and watch it, because I really I really feel like I Yamamoto'd her there. Because... <laughs> I can you get you know, you know what when we watch a movie together, we know that we're enjoying it because we're laughing or we're like, oh my god, remember what would this scene right here? When I watch a movie with her, it's the same thing. If she just kind of sits there like that.
2: Like me last night? Yeah. yeah <laughs> god damn
1: it. I'm fucking out. I, I'm done, I guess. You know, but like last night I knew that she was enjoying it because she would she didn't laugh like I did. like when i watched it the other day but i mean there were several moments where she laughed and and i can you know you can kind of see the look on her face as she giggle i mean if i'm if we're sitting there watching it and i hear (laughs) (laughs) i know i know there's a fucking problem when recording time comes along so (laughs) so uh, i mean other than that so i mean uh so you you wouldn't watch it you would watch it i would watch it um i guess the only thing left is what am i going to watch next week
0: <laughs> um, this is the worst part of this <laughs> fucking show, James. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think I am going to to dive into a Greg type of position where I'm going to watch this, and I haven't seen this in a while, so I don't. Rem- I mean, I have some good memories around this movie, but I'm not quite sure if it's good as I remember it. Okay. So what I am going to do is we're going to take it back to 1998, and we are going to watch Can't Hardly Wait.
1: Oh, okay. I've seen that. You've seen it. I watched it with you. You did. That's the one with Seth Green and Seth Seth uh, Green in the bathroom.
0: Ethan. Yeah. Yeah. We saw that. Yeah. Okay. I
1: I wanted to sleep with you one night or something, and you made me watch that. (laughs) Did
0: I make you watch this? Okay. No, it's
1: all right. No, I mean it was it was it was cute. I mean, we don't
0: we don't have to watch it. I I will watch it
1: again if you want.
0: (laughs) Um, I don't know. What do you think?
1: I mean, because I rec- have
0: a, a I have a bunch of other stuff.
1: Well, I, I well then let's pick something I haven't seen.
0: Okay, let's see something you haven't seen. So let's go back to what that uh, was a
1: cute movie. It was it was a '90s rom com. Yeah, it was. No,
0: it, I think it was it was more one of those coming of age. It yeah, was a rom com. It, yeah. it was more of the it, coming of age, it and had it was all those people that you've seen in other films like Donald Faison. Well, and, I think um, that
1: that's. Um, that's Jason Siegel's first film role, wasn't Jason, it?
0: Jason Siegel's in it. Jerry O'Connell's in it. Yeah. Um, a lot of those, it those was a, teen uh, Jamie Presley's in it.
1: See, that, that, that's something, while you're thinking about that there, that's something that surprises me. When I look back over the 90s, there's not a lot of comedies that stand out to me. The comedies were very cookie cutter in the 90s. There was a handful. You had, you, had, you know, um, The Dumb and Dumber. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, me and myself and Irene, mm-hmm. Kingpin, something about Mary, but the but the comedies in the '90s were very uh, American Pie-ish, but not good. You know they what I mean? They all followed the same yeah, storylines exactly it because was,
2: they made money. Like American Pie made a lot of money, so everybody tried to get up on that and make money off their own film.
1: Yeah, but American American Pie was good. It was like they they all followed the same, they all followed the same template, but they they had very weak jokes. And it, it was almost like we, they were making comedy and the comedy wasn't supposed to offend anybody. We had to be like very politically correct. And, and it was it was just... The 90s comedy scene was very weird to me. Now, the action movies, I watched several action movies and stuff like that, but the comedies, to me, just never stood out in the 90s. There was a handful of them. And, and of course, I own them, Kingpin, <laughs> you know, dumb and dumber. But other than that, they were, they were in the Saving Silverman line. Mm-hmm fun to watch kind of good but not something like i have got to go see that again okay all right hit all me right
0: up. uh so i think I, I believe this is still on netflix so we'll give it a go um young adult
1: no i haven't seen that that's the one with yeah. uh Patton oswald and Charlize Theron. yes you've seen this i've seen this several this times is, this yes. is a drama this is not a comedy it is
0: it's kind of dark um yeah. you know very I don't want to say it's it's not really satire, but it's definitely kind of a this is like one of those films where a lot of the films that we see you've got a lot of men in arrested development, like mm-hmm. we were talking about dirty work. yeah, Um and in a lot of those other films, this is a a woman. Most in, of the characters
1: yeah. in arrested development were men, yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in a state of arrested development. How's that?
1: I'm Job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we <laughs> demand <laughs> to be taken seriously. Yep. Yes. Okay. Uh,
1: okay. I, you know what? I was intrigued when I saw that. I, th- I thought uh, that looked okay. like it would be a, a pretty good movie. So uh, I'm in. Okay, cool. All right. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. James, thank you for Thanks, being here. So I, I'm, I know there's not, but is there anything that you want to pimp or tell anybody about? You want to sell yourself or... <laughs> uh, no,
2: probably making a lot more money. Well, I don't know about that, but two hundred dollars.
0: No. Yeah, <laughs> fat chicks and you love to. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but no, I'm
1: good. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, thank you for being on the show. Uh, thanks for taking it like a champ. Because yeah. <laughs> the, the look on your face when I said, "Hey, you're going to do this with us," right? Was like, uh. Well,
0: this, <laughs> is your, this is your warm up for top five. So right, been a long
2: time, but it was it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. All right, cool.
1: Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week.
0: Oh, wait, wait, wait. We didn't do our normal pimping.
1: Um, they know where to find us. But go ahead.
0: All right, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Honey Watch This. You can find us on Facebook, yeah. Um, at Honey, you should watch this. Um, you can find me at T Five F underscore Angel on Twitter, and Marketing underscore Angel on Instagram. Um, we also have a Podbean page, which is Honey You Should Watch This dot Podbean dot com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcast or any other podcast where you can rate and review, please do. And Greg.
1: Yep, that's my name.
0: I'm not on Twitter. Uh,
1: I'm at <laughs> a, I'm a, I'm a Gbishop72. No, I'm not Jason Manzoukas. <laughs> but uh, all right. Um, thank you very much. If you if you are someone who listens to this and you're another podcaster or something like that and you'd like to be on the show with us or you have a recommendation for something, uh, we do kind of do one of those a month. So Yeah, know, we love having
0: other guests. If you are um, a podcast and you'd like to talk about movies, um, hit us up on any of our social media and we will uh, get back to you.
1: All right. Thanks, let's go have a beer.